I was saying that. Uh, okay, so where do I start? Uh, back to survival. That would be fine. Show sure is all about survival. Don't worry, I captured that. Okay, okay. So, um, a bit about about survival. Mm-hmm. Also, I I elaborated on how moral survival is its thing. And there are people who opt for survival only, uh, with no regard whatsoever for morality. And there are people who are just, and the people who are moral and do not care for their own survival, they would be willing to give up their own lives. So I think this spot, which is uh, the balance of both survival, uh, balancing both survival and morality, which is what we are calling moral survival. Mm-hmm. And each of those uh, choices creates different strata's in in society and you have different people i think you can you can feel in ourselves what different strata's create in society we will not go into that but uh survival survival on its own is um has its own repercussions and we can clearly see how it ends up for shotaka and um but who also who are we to judge this this the quote that Maya Angelou says that don't judge anyone because if you are put in the same situation you don't know that you would act any different from that person mm-hmm. but that is not to say that what Shotaka did was right i am just saying that from our from an outsider's view we're likely to judge we're likely to condemn and we're likely to criticize Shotaka for his choices and for his decisions I think alchemy as a whole but does, we understand no? sorry but we understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. um, I'm saying we also understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. why he's doing that mm-hmm. but that should not excuse his actions but even then keeping that in mind that is not to say that you as an individual put in the same situation would act any different and we and you would say you would act different until we put you we, we can't for sure I know that you would act any different until we put you in that situation and so you act different. So we can't just take your word your word for it and without seeing you actually choose to, to act morally mm. if you were to be put in that situation. Yeah. Uh, I That's think I think uh, the whole uh, alchemy as a whole really pushed a lot of uh, the people involved to doing crazy things and not just necessarily in episode four but uh even episode uh i think it's nine or ten that covers a bit of uh the ishval war which really shows the level of uh atrocities that every single one of them had to do for the sake of our mysteries and um looking at somebody like uh, Shotaka, for instance, and possibly the decisions that he made, personally for me, put, I, I don't know if I could make the same decision or different, but I do know that I am perfectly biased against him in a way that um, while I see the nuance of the decisions that he made, I in no way feel the need to empathize with him on any level. That's personally my take. Uh, and for that, that comes in many ways to 
a lot of what I feel was his personal, but rather a tad selfish decision to not only put his wife in harm's way, but put his child as well to the, and therefore communicating to the audience that really the, uh, it's behind. I'm the only one who should survive out of this, you know? And while I guess that is sort of uh, a nuanced perspective, and I get that there are some people who might really understand his whole viewpoint. I think um, he really did have a, a very me and no, not anybody else sort of perspective. I'm not saying this is like an objective thing. I'm just saying that's how I understood it the first and second time. I look at uh, Nina and Alexander, the chimera thing, calling uh, Edward, and, and just my heart broke, man. I, I could not just look at Shotaka and I'd be like, I mean, I saw what you did there. I get the whole nuance thing. I just looked at him and I was like, no. And even when Scar came later on and gave them like a mercy kill, uh, I can I can say for, for I did not just sit there and I was like, hmm. I mean, Shotaka, did he deserve to die? Did he not? I was like, I feel bad, but I was really like good riddance, if I'm being honest. That is kind of how I perceived the character. I really didn't have as much empathy for him as I feel a lot of the audience would. And perhaps that's my just just my viewing of the whole uh, the whole scenario. But um, um just to point out that I, I'm not excusing Shotaka's actions. No, I'm I in no that. way excusing his actions. I'm, I am just saying that I can I, I see from looking at things from his perspective. I see why he would, why greed would inform the choices he made. We can understand the thought process behind all of that, but we can't excuse the action. Yeah, yeah. I, I the think is actually wrong. I think uh, the same thing applies. Uh, I get that. I completely understand that. And um, looking at um, looking at. Perhaps we can talk about a bit of the Ishval war because that was also introduced uh, and the themes. Going forward, because we've probably discussed, I know we've not necessarily talked about episode three, which deals with, uh, it gets into a lot of uh, religion versus alchemy sort of thing. But uh, I think, Personally, for me, episode three was very straightforward in what it tried to do. It wasn't like, for me, it wasn't really something that I can possibly, let's say, perhaps I looked into it as like this, like a deeper meaning here. It was probably one of the most straightforward episodes and uh, it gave its own critique on stuff. But I do want us to talk about, maybe for the sake of time, uh, the Ishval War instead, because personally I found it to be 
a bit more intriguing and a lot less black and white. What was your thoughts on on seeing? I think that was in episode ten. When when what do you think? Maybe you can start with the Shelton. Um, Shilu, you want to go first? You've been a bit quiet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Maybe you can go first, then I can carry no, on no, from just, that. Just go fast. Oh, you sure? Okay, okay. All right. So thank you, thank you. Um, right. I, I think the issue of all war, um, well, first of all, something that has been mentioned right off the bat from the very, very first scene where we're talking of Roy Mustang talking about them hunting down a state alchemist who has gone rogue and uh, he was involved in the Ishval War of Extermination. I think it was very always, they always said the Ishval War of Extermination. So um, here, there, there are two things here, which are, I, okay, well, firstly, I want to mention that whatever it, it is they're talking about, I don't really think it's more of uh, alchemy versus religion per se. Well, that is how the writer chose to go with it. But I think here, it's usually a contradiction of people's convictions someone believes this it's usually a my belief versus your belief and if they're not coming together they're not having any any bridge in between then definitely i i want to poke a knife into you and i think that's pretty much a very important thing that is very much highlighted very clearly and it's pretty much the cause of all conflict in our day-to-day lives you argue with your mom, whether it's your sister, whether it's your lecturer, whether it's your workmate, whether it's your boss, whether it's anybody. It's usually a battle between convictions, whether the parallels may be religion versus science, um, flat others versus, you know, around whatever you get. I mean, it's. I think there's something very important that is portrayed there that it's never was and never conflict never comes out of a specific thing like religion and war, because if you also look at them, the reason why Scar truly goes on a vengeance spree, even though he keeps using God as an excuse, and God knows everybody who has waged war on this planet so far has been in the name of God, which is very important. It was very much highlighted there. The reason why he went on a vengeful spree is because he felt very betrayed that somebody had to come and take away the brother's life, somebody who was very benign in terms of um, impulsive tendencies. He was very, very much a calm man. He was a man of study. He was always devoted to his study and his research. And at the end of the day, he's, he met a very violent end. And so that's the entire premise of this man going on a vengeance spree, even though he constantly keeps bringing up God. And interestingly enough, Ishval, um, kind of comes from they see themselves they call themselves Ishvalans and I think there's a description of them brown skin red eyes from the east yeah so yes and, and another thing that they call themselves Ishvalans because of their god their deity is called Ishvala Ishval sorry so it kind of um, um kind of kind of brought me this idea today we have been talking about Mesopotamian religion like you know pantheon like how there's an Ishtar but then again that's just that's just me on a whim sorry I'm not really saying that that's what it is but it kind of also reminded me of the Hindu tradition where Hindus have um, or people who live in India um, the name the name of the country was named after a particular person who has been deified at least in terms of 
the history of the nation. The nation itself is called Bharata because India is actually a name which is Greek in origin, literally Greek in origin. But not to go, not to veer off from the topic. I think that was that very important thing that was portrayed or put across that it's never about A or B or C or D. That's never the reason for conflict. Conflict only arises because people hold different convictions, and when my convictions does not lie. Or when my conviction lies parallel to yours, definitely I'm going to try and poke a knife into you or, or do something to make myself feel justified. Mm-hmm. Then I I think also um at the same time um there's a right right I think for now I I'll just say that much. Okay, fine. For now, yeah, yeah. Mary, for me, my I think we know what how I feel about a war and 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 violence. Uh-huh. So just give us your thoughts, Michael, and then we can probably. All right. So, um, I think mostly the players in the Israel War really showed a sort of the whole concept of the fighting for the nation thing, right? That soldiers often have to deal with, which is a very interesting concept. I think if there is any group of um, workers, I think, in the world who have to deal with a lot of political nuance, it is soldiers. Because at any time, treaties can be made, treaties can be broken, peace can be there, conflicts can be there. So they have to be prepared to not only just fight, but fight regardless of what they hold. And I think uh, when Shilton points out the concept of how conflict works with different opinions, soldiers don't have a say when it comes to holding an opinion. You don't find like a soldier saying, hey, I know a country said we should fight this other country, but you know what I think? I think this other country does not deserve to be fought. So let's not do that because that's what I think. They are not under that program, they don't have that choice. So regardless of their beliefs, they are brought to the front line. They are forced to take out people who they are not sure if they are targets or not. And um, generally that becomes, when you see people, when you see everyone through that lens, through that filter, and one of the most interesting characters in the series might be master given how you see both sides of him and there isn't this feeling that unlike most of his comrades who definitely had some scars from the war and i'm not saying that he didn't he definitely did roy gives off this feeling like he was the least affected like this sort of thing happens. He's so used to political bureaucracy that he will legitimately say that he wants to be the Führer in his office when he is sure that Bradley is is around and can possibly listen to his uh, like whole, uh, like the whole thing that he's trying to say. And so when you see a character like that. Um, Comparing that to somebody like Alex, who afterwards we are like, man, this was terrible to you. We find that war divides divides people even further and gives them even more diverse thoughts 
than what they had coming in because it hadn't some some get out of it and have a different experience but all in all everyone can agree that it was never a good one it was a very much one-sided slaughter and people definitely finding ways to to attack the other side as much as possible and one thing the show i'll i'll agree one thing the show did well was it did not take the time to answer the question of whether Ishval's were completely innocent in the whole thing. It did give enough context for us to know that it was a one-sided war, but anything beyond that is pretty hazy and different circumstances show that, uh, you know, when you look at characters like Scar, who came out of the whole thing, that even though it was a one-sided massacre, if the Ishvals were given the same opportunity, would they have done something different, you know? And so I think that's the interesting thing about the Ishval war. Some loved it, like the Crimson Alchemist. Some were okay with the aspects, not completely, but to the point where it didn't, it was like, yeah, it happened. And some were definitely scarred. That's, that's the most interesting thing I think I got from that experience. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> to be fair, right, that's right. Hard. To be fair, that's true. Uh, oh, so there's something I wanted to first confirm, um, Michael. Um, you talked about Roy Mustang in this. Um, the way he is, he's very, he's very straightforward with what he wants. He tends to be rough around the edges, yeah. but one thing you cannot ignore: he does get the job done. And I think to a lot of viewers, Roy might come off as somebody who is very insensitive and selfish. But if you remember, there's a certain scene where he was talking to Hughes when they were starting, right before starting, I think when they were just being absorbed into the state, into the uh, state alchemist and being absorbed into the, into the political system itself so that they could prepare for war. And, um, well, I, not necessarily for war, but when they were starting off as alchemist, mm-hmm. right, a state yeah. alchemist. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a point where he says he's going to, they're going to do their best to make things work well at the top so that the little people in society, people who don't have much access to this power and privilege can be able to help those who are also in a position not to help themselves since they'll be able to take off the load. Personally, I think very from the very, very beginning from episode one, Roy comes off as a very strong, strong, pragmatic character, pragmatic, all the time pragmatic. He seems like he's very very rough and very insensitive to everything around him. But I think in the entire show, he's the only man who can truly see the entire picture, at least stay true to what he really wants to idealize or what he wants to see materialize, that which is his ideal. And his ideal was he definitely wants people to live a very fulfilling life. Mm. From him saying that doing things which will make work easier for the people in society so that they can all keep helping each other and I think, as like you said, getting in a political in a political ambiance or in a political environment, there's definitely a certain tack that you must pick up in terms of how you you go about the interactions with the people around you. And he clearly identifies and he's able to identify this, and that's why 
I think even though he keeps saying he wants to become Fiore and probably the people are like mm, yeah I don't see that happening with Bradley around I think he says it not because he's overconfident or overambitious but he just truly knows that if he goes by this if he follows this path he has set for himself he definitely will realize what he needs to do but I think somewhere later along the show at the very almost the conclusion he does get overwhelmed or he does be, um he does be, he does get overcome by the emotion when he's Actually, fighting last and right 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 yeah and um and he starts losing sight and focus to what he really wants to idealize and he, his pragmatism just volatilizes away mm-hmm. when he goes all out against last and um and uh maria not maria ross sorry um God, I've forgotten her name and the way she's so full of spunk. Uh, um, the, the, Hawkeye. Please, Hawkeye, right. Please she's Hawkeye. the one who, yeah, she's the one who truly understands Mustang properly. Yeah. And that's why she was the one who was able, she was, that's why she was able to, you know, bring him back to his, to his sensi- sensibilities, at least to his sensibilities. So that anyway, but um, it also goes to show that no matter how well grounded somebody is, it's just as easy to lose sight and focus of what you are when you're overwhelmed by the chaos of the situation or the events that you're going through at that time. True. And that mm. eventually war breaks people. It's not like... Definitely. Can, at some point, you just, you just, uh, you just break down. Either that or you right. become notoriously tough like uh, later on when you meet the character of Olivier who is mm. just tough as nails. But unless you're that, there's a good chance you just break apart. And uh, I think this is interesting. Uh, I'll just take, it's not more than a minute to get on this sidetrack, but I did notice there were like people who, when I went to look at some of the interesting criticisms, uh launched at the show one of the things i found people talking about is how plain the story is because of like because the brothers never change or like there isn't significant character development they just stay the same from beginning to the end and so it's boring i looked at it and i was like mm. how and how are we watching mm. the same series altogether because to be fair full metal alchemist takes the one a very interesting risk especially with the brotherhood adaptation the biggest decision mm. that uh the elric brothers make which is to completely let go of well to sideline side their fears so that they can join the war the army and finally be able to find answers for what they need that is a decision that is made in one episode and it is almost never returned to that's a very big decision and the show puts it in one episode and continues with it it is a very big risk and i think it pays off because with everything going on around in full metal alchemist brotherhood i don't think we needed any more drama than it already had i don't think mm. we we were like things like the brothers are fighting or or like they have different opinions halfway and then they the story was so intricate that it could not allow for that and i feel like if any more was added to it the story would have broken at the seams to be honest 
And so right. that was just something I wanted to point out because I really felt it was a very, very dumb uh, analysis, to be fair. Could I add to that? You can. Follow up, maybe? All right. For anybody who didn't appreciate uh, that much, honestly, that's, that, that's their bad. They're missing out on everything. That just shows how far, how, how involved, how invested the person was in watching. That's just my personal criticism about it. But thank you. I, I kind of wanted to delve into that as well. I think it wasn't much of a risk from my opinion, from how I look at it. I don't think it was a risk. I think it was very much deliberate. And it's something that most people would think it's a risk because the way we live right now, like how um, Mary was trying to explain about survival and keeping moral and survival, moral survival um, modes of living, um, it's very important. I think it's very, very important where you see the character of Alphonse and Eldrick, I mean, and uh, Edward really shining out as individuals who are still young, but my God, you'd think they have lived lifetimes they've got garnered lifetimes of experience in terms of how they relate to the characters other characters in terms of how they express how they are i don't think it was meant to be bland i think it was meant to show the idealistic way of what it means to be a human being and i think from this from just this you can tell who is a great human being who is a good human being and who's a bad human being because i don't think necessarily there is such a clear-cut description or 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 set of 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 traits that make you bad i think you that's something that only society coins for you or coins to you depending on how you choose to act at critical moments in life and i think this persistence about them the consistency the fact that they are not willing they are not willing to yield their own morals or not even morals i don't think it's much of morals because everything edward says and alphonse says in in defense to what they say they're kids obviously Mm -hmm. in terms of exposure to the world there is not much exposure but the kind of logic and sense sensibilities they have Right. Uh, from what they, what was I saying? Sorry. Uh, from what they are talking, from how they are, obviously, definitely adults are in a better position to argue about these things. But as you notice throughout the entire show, there's one thing that never leaves Edward and Alphonse at all times. There is never a justification for taking life. However you look at it, there's never a justification for waging war. But I think along the lines, they start to understand also that you can't also sit idly by when things happen. You have to act as you're required to act in the moment. And another thing Edward and Alphonse kind of bring up uh, to the surface is that people don't do bad things when they're not aware. Until now, they need somebody to come and uh, they need somebody to come and correct them or show them the right path. People are always aware. It's just that their desires, they have an investment in their own desires that they must realize or in whatever it is that they have developed as personalities for themselves. So I don't think whomever said that really kind of took time to really understand what was being portrayed because I don't feel it's a matter of being bland and, and, and and stagnant when it comes to the description of these two boys all throughout the entire scene. I think even you might agree. At the end of it, if you were to look at these people who was great, who was good, who was bad, definitely Alphonse and Edward stand out as great, despite what people might think. 
despite their naivete sometimes it may seem like naivete but i think they are willing to see the world as it is and use the sensibilities to make an appropriate or to make an appropriate conclusion to something before they take action which most adults don't it goes to show you that the more people grow up the more and more infantile they become and honestly for me i think after now knowing that whoever wrote it i well even before knowing i was always like this whoever authored this was a genius because they're really touching into almost every aspect that a personality of a human being can take you know and he they've clearly painted it very well very well honestly i think there's nothing other than something like fit is fit series which i think has also been developed very well we'll get there i don't think we'll anything has yeah i yeah i don't think anything has come close to exploring what it is to be at least a human being at least in terms of the psychological space that we we kind of possess and the body that we are anyway i think what it is to become a human being at least in terms of physical existence right i don't think any other show for me personally has really described it as well as as full metal alchemist brotherhood uh so i think the last few minutes we'll spend we'll talk about what was uh, your favorite point in the first 10 episodes and then we can end it at that and then we'll move on to something else all right i think i'll then begin since everybody's quiet sorry um right so for me i'll speak up to 9 because that's what that's what's fresh in my head um for me the most important or the most the what captured my attention the most mm-hmm. i think was in episode 9 where there's the 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 then folding of events where alphonse comes out to edward expressing how he feels and winry also expressing how she feels because there's um again a sense of 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 moral dilemma that comes up where Winry is so hard on herself for making a mistake that almost cost Edward's life and then Alphonse comes out saying what he said and uh Edward's re- Edward's response to him was instead of talking it through they sparred together and I think that was like the most impactful scene out of the nine that I've freshly watched this recently so yeah definitely that was something that stood out and can i also say that of all the of all the characters i think i relate the most to winry uh, more than anyone else to winry a lot mm. Mm. okay you guys i didn't hear anything it's okay it's, oh. it's recorded it's recorded i didn't hear anything okay so did you answer my question though uh we, we we did we did we said that um this is fun i'll try it in three minutes we said that um it's not necessary anybody can pull it off but not everybody wants to that's what i had put it's uh, it's not necessarily unique to some but there are some people who can do it better than others which i think is the point of like talents and stuff in to some regard i mean yeah Yeah, some can do it everyone can do it but not everyone wants to so we were talking about um of one moment that you liked we're down to our few last few minutes 
one moment that you liked uh, in the first 10 episodes and then i can offer my own and then we end it and we move on to the next one um honestly not a single moment but rather something that uh was very evident throughout the whole um ten episodes it's uh loyalty the, the sense of loyalty that edward had mm-hmm. to his brother and how he was there for his brother throughout they only had each other mm-hmm. and he was willing to die for his brother I mean that that kind of loyalty is very hard to come by. So I really appreciated that. And also the fact that um when Alphonse confronts Edward about the possibility of him being just a, a puppet, Edward could have acted up but he chose not to because he knows acting up or causing a scene does not benefit anyone. So he decided to calm himself and he walked away and instead of acting up making a scene he just calmed himself and walked away peacefully so I also really admired that and I don't know if most people can do that if you're mm-hmm. wrong your instinct is probably to go cause a scene but mm-hmm. um the fact that Edward was able to calm himself and he knew better than to mm-hmm. cause a scene Mm-hmm. which is something I, i i resonate with and and support mm-hmm. um yeah that, that that was a moment that i like and really appreciated actually my right. favorite point in uh, full metal alchemist brotherhood was how extra it was sometimes uh with the comedic moments i know there are people who usually point out that Full Metal Alchemist is not one of the tee-hee funny ones, but uh, I'll submit to you with a show that was that, uh, with a show that was that uh, coarse. Well, what what is the word I'm looking for? You you can't hear me. Now you can. All right. Let me. So as I was saying, I liked the comedic moments that that happened in the show. the moments where you just see something extra and you just feel happy essentially right like the the like the elric and uh, edward and uh, the granny trading insults like the armstrong bulging his muscles these are things that are normal to anime but it's it's just how it works in such a bleak uh show such as a uh, full metal alchemist that really takes it over the top and really made it i think that was what got me into anime in the first place so if i can say that that's kind of what i loved about the first 10 episodes so we'll definitely talk more about this in other sessions but that's about it shilton if you would kindly uh, end the meeting so we can move on to the post that should be fine all right i this turned out to be a very um 
illuminating session i think for yes. all three of us and most importantly very enjoyable mm. i was very scared and skeptical of how it would proceed but it turned out better than anyone would expect to be honest right yeah yeah so yeah i think today was a success personally and i can't wait for the podcast to launch and see what people think about it i i think the other podcast is pretty much picking traction but thank you dear listeners for tuning in to this session of savoir and we hope that you do enjoy what we have created today for you all the best and godspeed <laughs>